Welcome to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding, and here's your host, Mike Stotes. Hey, that's me. Thanks me for that handoff. Welcome to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. New intro music, new break music, new everything music. It's like we're trying to get monetized or something like that. Who knows? Anyways, we appreciate you joining us this fine for us evening but whenever you're watching listening etc um whatever time of day it is for you um welcome to plaster negotiations we usually cover sports topics um as well as sometimes petty crime today not so much it's aliens uh but some other fun little bits today i'm joined by big zoe himself alonzo maestas and the direct Cool. And the Dragon Wrangler, Jeremy Phelps, looking beardy as always. So, before we get started, um, well, the boys, I guess, want to show off their beers, a del- not-so-delicious Tecate. Tecate Light. Oh, okay. They must have been out of Mickey's. It's actually better than Tecate. Ah, okay. And then, Jeremy, what you got? I have Oh Mama Renegade in from Voodoo Brewing Co. Uh, and Sticks, the band, actually made this. Um, so, uh, in honor of our boy here. Yeah, and that's how we like to start off the show. Um, I, I'm drinking a delicious The Bad Man Punted Baxter beer, uh, and it has a skull and crossbones on it. It's a nice, fine little IPA that was actually very cheap for up here. Uh, but to start off, I wanted to do like a little, you know, 20 second moment of silence i know a weird way to start a podcast uh but in memory of the great mike leach all of our pirate theme things um are obviously in honor of that so gonna go ahead and put 20 seconds on the clock you know hey do what you want to do for there if you want to fast forward that's great too So, with with all that out of the way and rest in peace, Coach Leach, we'll start off as we always normally do with opening statements. And let's go ahead and start with you, Big Zoe. Big Zoe, what's going on, man? What you want to talk to the people about today? Well, first, I, I do. I did want to, you know, again acknowledge like you just did. You know, rest in peace, Coach Leach. Um, it's been a long week for me. Uh, he was he was one of the coaches that I really really look up to. So it was, it was rough and, you know, just reminders of him like, fuck man, it sucks. So um, what I want to talk about right now, real quick though, and I'm going to make it quick. So I really don't want to take a shot of gin um, is don't you, don't you love it when HR makes a mistake and then you have to figure out how to fix it and they don't give you the budget to fix it. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it too. So, I got a call this afternoon around three o'clock saying, oh, we made a mistake and you need to up the pay for a couple of your people by X amount of dollars. And I'm like, are you going to give me the money? No. And so I've got to find $25,000 in my budget that I don't have. What? Yeah. Yeah. So all you HR people, Talking about how friendly you are and how great you are. And, oh, your HR people are the best people in the world. I love you guys. But when you fuck up, admit your mistake, 
pay for your mistake. They'll make us pay for them. They'll make us pay for them. They'll, mm. they'll make us pay for them. So that, yeah, that is a bad Friday. Ooh, so you just fire an HR person. That would save you twenty five grand right there. <laughs> At least, yes. Yep. Just well, thought. Yeah, just that. So that 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 was my. I had a great Friday. Other than that, but my 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 boy had his birthday party today, so we no. we went and did that. But it was in the middle of that birthday party that I got this call. So talk about fucking it up, right? Yeah, really, and right before Christmas too, or uh, the winter holidays. So wow, that goes yeah, against my opening me, statement. They, they wanted okay. me to fix it by by Monday to find that twenty five grand. I'm like, you're not you're not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to look at my through my budget and find twenty five thousand dollars by Monday. So. You will hear from me after I come back from vacation in January. Yeah, delusional too. That's not good. All right, Dragon Wrangler, what you got for the people? So, um, yeah, I mean, first off, before I go into mine real quick, just kind of on Zoe's point, you know, Mike Leach, true revolutionary guy, and just a really good dude in the game. And, uh, you know, I think of all the people on earth and in positions that he's in, he's one guy who truly went out there and just lived his best self, didn't care what anybody thought, and, and really kind of set the tone for people to just be who they are. And, you know, true idol of mine in coaching. I feel like I just do things my way as a coach because Mike Leach set the tone. So, um, you know, truly a guy who's irreplaceable. But moving to my opening statement and going a, a very different route than Zoe here. Um, so I was down in Florida this past weekend and uh, going out to have some beers hanging out, just doing my thing. And uh, a couple of my buddies in work to send me are like, hey, man, want to go to this nightclub? It's called Mango. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Mango seems cool, whatever. Go drink some beers there, so it works. So we get there, and it's a big two-story nightclub. DJ on each floor, fucking smoke machines everywhere. There's fucking girls outside, like, dancing in fucking bikinis that work for the club, whatever. So anyways, so we're getting ready to go in. And as we're getting ready to go in, this dude in a blazer comes up, and he's like, hey, man, can't come in i'm like why the fuck can't i come in i'm not that drunk he points down at my feet and then points over to sign i'm wearing flip-flops they have a dress code at a fucking nightclub in florida they don't allow flip-flops now let's back up for a second here and think about this so florida doesn't allow flip-flops that's like saying in denver you're not allowed to wear a fucking coat like that's like saying fucking kansas you're not allowed to wear overalls it's like saying in fucking Mississippi, you're able to spell. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> Come on, man. Are you fucking kidding me? No fucking flip-flops in Florida? We got girls dancing in fucking bikinis outside? All I'm saying is, are those are the fucking standards we're going to go by? Your dancers better be wearing fucking blazers. Your dancers better have fucking, like, jacket and tie on. I don't care if they're women. It's fucking 2022. If I'm not wearing flip-flops in Florida, then fuck you. So... Outside of that, that's really my whole opening statement here is fuck mangoes. If you're ever in Kissimmee, don't buy into the hype. Wear flip-flops or slaps as they're called in fucking Texas. You know what? Live your best life. Mike Leach style. Wear flip-flops to your fucking job. I don't care. I'd wear them in the courtrooms. Go. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. For my opening statement, I want to talk about the one thing that is literally on everybody's mind this time of year. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about this uh, particular civil war, if you will, on a uh, particular holiday. And I want to talk about this because it's very important. Um, the war on Festivus. I am tired of these motherfucking Santas coming up having little kids sit on their laps in public and I can't, you know, put up a Festivus pole in my own home. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, come on. Festivus is the most American holiday there is. All right. Feats of strength, 
Look at our defense budget for next year. Are you going to tell me that we don't love Festivus all year round as Americans? I'm yeah. going to. Yeah. It, it's just it's just so not even tongue in cheek. I'm mad about it. Um, obviously, I want to have an episode on Festivus, which is on a Friday. So that's going to be good. Um, I do have a Festivus T-shirt. I cannot wait to rock it. Um, it's something for the rest of us to enjoy. You know, take down your damn lights. I don't want to hear about how you wasted a whole Saturday getting run over by a tree and some reindeer, you know, having relations with your grandma or whatever the hell the song is. Get out of here with this Christmas crap. It's Festivus, damn it. With that, I remain the rest of my time. What the fuck is up with mangoes? Dude, you tell me, man. How could you not you wear flip flops to a club in fucking Florida, bro? In Florida, Florida. Dude, like, who wears fucking shoes in Florida, dude? Half the people <laughs> in Florida don't even wear flip flops. Half of them go fucking barefoot. Half of them don't own a pair of shoes. Exactly mm-hmm. my point. I understand trying to like be like, hey, you know, like we want to be somewhat of classy establishment by Florida standards. But dude, you could be like, just know how to tie shoes. You don't even have to have the ability to have like the bouncer untie his shoes. You can tie his shoe. You're allowed it. (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee you would rule out eight out of every 11 people. Oh, man, this club's too fancy. The loop-de-loop the hell is that man no no it's 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 you make the rabbit ears remember and then and then you loop them through what the hell are you talking about bo that's 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 what i was told when i was growing up i don't know man i just learned how to velcro my velcro about three months ago (laughs) 42 my 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 tracks tennis shoes (laughs) we're talking about we're Tracks. talking about Florida, which is a state where fucking fifty-year-old men probably still have the sketchers that light up with every step. They take. <laughs> yeah. Either that, or they're riding on heelys. <laughs> oh yeah. Honestly, that wasn't in their dress code policy. It just said no flip-flops. You could wear heelys in this fucking bar, but oh you can't God. wear flip-flops. Figure oh. that one out, man. Did they have a dance floor in Jack there? Yes. Yeah. This jackass and a fucking blazer. Come on, dude. You bought it at the Goodwill. Let's not even try to act like you're more important than anybody. He's like, he's, he's, he's like Napoleon Dynamite, you know, going into the secondhand store to buy his suit for the for the prom or whatever it was. Just, he, just imagine him going home. <laughs> just imagine him going home to his house in Alligator Alley with his very homely wife. He's like, baby, baby, I got a good new job today. I'm going to be the guy that keeps people flip-flops out of mangoes. I got to go ahead and give me a suit. She's like, we can put you in the one my grandpappy died in. He's like, no, 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 I don't want to go do do no digging today. I'm going to go ahead and go down to that fancy Goodwill. Maybe the Ross dress for less because I got some money now. Go ahead and go out there and buy me a blazer. Getting it firsthand, what color was the blazer? Black. Like his heart blazer. Black. Like the heart of anybody that would kick somebody out of mangoes for wearing flip flops. You're in Florida. Get a white blazer jacket. You, God damn. I mean, I mean, what happened? What happened to the Don Johnson look from the freaking Miami Vice? Come on now. Apparently, mangoes is too classy for Miami Vice. I don't know. I don't know, man. You get one smoke machine, all of a sudden you think you're hot shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want. I want to clarify something real quick. Just just for the record, and this is not just to, oh, cover your ass. 
the person who called me today was not from HR, by the way, which was the more interesting part. They they had someone call me, like a friend of mine, to tell me this is going on. Uh, HR didn't even they they don't want to get on the phone with the people they fucked over. Sounds like a job that you know somebody could do for twenty five thousand dollars less if you didn't have an HR person. That's all I'm saying. I could do that job. How much is oh, HR making? I'll take half. Yeah, and I, and I feel bad for her. She's like. Sorry to call you there, man. I'm like, oh, what's going on? You know, we're, we're friends. And she's this and that. I'm like, why are you? And I asked her, why are you calling me to tell me? <laughs> she's, she's like, you know, I, I'm filling a role apparently to be like the liaison. I was like, wow. wow. And I'm not the only department, by the way, affected by it. There's multiple departments. What? I... Yeah. So, I mean, you can't even do your job. You had some, you outsourced that for 20. Oh my God. You know what the issue is? You guys don't have a strict enough dress code. If you guys forced everyone to wear blazers, you probably would save $25,000 a day, not That's even right. a year. That's right. That's right. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, you know, a lot of people would quit because they wouldn't want to wear blazers. So that there's, there's some savings there. There's some savings you there. Just, Save yourself two hundred grand. Problem solved. There you go. There you go. You know, I'm thinking maybe I should just fire myself. That that that'll that'll, that'll give me at least twenty five thousand dollars a year for for a foreseeable future. So you know, I, I think you just you weed out the week. You know, if you make the dress code, you have to wear a blazer with khaki shorts, flip flops, and that's your everyday attire, and you don't get any say in that. Just those options. I mean, you're going to save yourself as much money as you need to save yourself, and get only the highest quality people left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just gonna work itself out. It really is. Exactly. Sort of like the bowl season did this year. And with that, let's go ahead and get into our DOS boot topic of the week: professional, hardcore college football bowl predictions. This week, our panelists chose to do a semi-deep dive into a bowl game of their choice and come up with an analysis. Also, we had picks for every bowl game. I'll try and get those all wrangled up but while i do dragon wrangler talk to us about which bowl you chose talk to us about what's going to happen during the game i'd be happy to so this year i chose the game that the world's been asking for for at least 200 years maybe more uh i picked the game that everyone who's ever been west of ohio has been asking for i picked the game that establishes dominance and ownership over a territory within America. And that is the battle for Kansas, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Now, yes. Why is this relevant? For many reasons. One, because for years there's been a dispute between who's Kansas is. Is it Kansas or is it our Kansas? We're going to find that out uh, on the day that this bowl happens, which I don't know because I don't see the date in front of me, but that's not important. It's neither here nor there. Now, What's important about this is there's a lot of things going on within this game. One is this is the first time since 1988 that Kansas has played an SEC opponent. It would potentially be the first time since 1985 they've beaten an SEC opponent when they beat Vanderbilt, who everybody knows isn't a real team. So also important because we have storylines of players not playing, right? The best player in Arkansas's defense, Drew Sanders, not playing. They also lost their defensive coordinator. They also have a injured player who has one of the greatest names in college football, Bumper Pool. Uh, he's Bumper out. Bumper Pool. Presumably, <laughs> pre- 
presumably due to bumper pool related injuries. If I had to Oof. take a guess, a lot of chaos going on in the state of Arkansas. Now, but what if short, what if he went bowling and didn't put up the side lanes? <laughs> Explain just, that injury. <laughs> yeah. Um, Decided to do a fun little team bowling night. His buddy mm-hmm. on the lane next to him didn't put him up, hits the gutter, comes flying out, takes him out, and he misses the bowl game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, also, because you didn't have the little dragon guiding thing that you roll, roll the ball down, you know, if you're like five, you know, so it goes straight. Which, you know? Intellectually, most people in the state of Arkansas are. So, <laughs> moving on here, uh, more importantly, why this game is relevant outside of it being the greatest battle since the Civil War is that both are very high-scoring offenses. Both teams are averaging over 31 points a game right now. Both teams can throw the ball all over the yard, especially with a lot of injured players on the Arkansas defense. Um, and the Liberty Bowl in general is just a great time. Stos and I went once. Neither one of us remember it. Georgia played TCU. I don't know who won because I was pretty much blacked out by the first quarter. Not here nor there. Basically just saying as much as I would love to see Kansas overthrow our Kansas, it's still our damn Kansas. It's still the SEC. No shot of that happening. I've got our goddamn Kansas winning and then seceding when they overtake Kansas to have a new two-state Southern uh, Confederacy. And I've got them in a score of 57 to 20. 57-20, you heard it here first. Uh, so, you know, if you've kept up with the show in any capacity, we have our college football pickums to which for bowl season I sent out 37 of them and I told everybody to get it back to to me in a week. And somehow everybody got it in faster than any other week. But anyways, that's a different story for a different day. Um, for what I labeled the Kansas versus our goddamn Kansas, uh, in parentheses, the Kansas off Memorial Fuckery Bowl, we have uh, Big Zoe choosing Kansas standing alone. Um, with our goddamn Kansas being everybody else. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess we're going to also see union secession here, too. So uh, this game really does transcend sport. You heard it here first if it happens. If it really does happen, we're going to Vegas, buddy. Got it in a parlay, man. I've got a three-leg parlay right now of uh, our Kansas winning, our mm-hmm. Kansas scoring over 50, and our Kansas seceding before Kansas has left the field. <laughs> excellent (laughs) excellent the seeds of the revolution start in hot springs arkansas wonderful that's right or arkadelphia look it up it's real texarkana everybody knows that one's real but arkadelphia and they're like no what kind of made-up bullshit is that anyways it's real uh alonzo you chose the quick lane bowl for i'm sure not greedy reasons whatsoever not at all. Talk Not to at us. All. So the quick lane bowl, I chose it because it is in the vacation hotspot of the Midwest, Detroit. So <laughs> I mean, who, who the fuck does does not want to go to Detroit? Bears you know, love it during during the winter, right? And you know, funny thing is, I I heard um, I believe it was yesterday that this is embarrassing. Uh, I believe New Mexico State needed like four thousand dollars to travel or something like that or whatever. They were trying to sell more tickets. They didn't have money to go. I'm like, you're fucking full of shit. Bro. You have the money to go. You have the money to go. You have a booster who would pitch in the rest. So let's not even start. So I'm a little disappointed in that because because as we know here on the show, 
I am an alumni in Mexico State. So and probably was also the booster who gave him four thousand dollars to travel to Detroit. Aggie, stand up. Is that the tariff to get back out of Detroit when they leave? Because it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay the gang, the gangsters, and then the monsters. No, you gotta pay everybody. You gotta pay RoboCop, dude. That's like your escort out mm-hmm. of the city. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bears in Detroit. So I'll tell you about this this game, right? So you have two six and six teams, okay? Um, they okay. Bowling Green, and, and, and I, I, I say this respectfully, Bowling Green, I don't know what the fuck you are, Eagles, I don't know, you're Bowling Green something, Falcons, like I don't know. Falcons, yeah, uh, some yeah. kind of weird bird. But Bowling Green has been consistently mediocre, okay? First half of the season, they were two and four, second half, four and two, but they've been just mediocre all year, okay? New Mexico State, on the other hand, was shit the first half of the season, all right? They were one and five halfway through the year. One and five. Okay. Mm. And the fifth, the fifth loss was to a terrible Florida international team, 21 to seven. Florida international went four and eight this year. That team sucks. They mm. suck. Okay. So they, they were horrible. Now keep in mind, and it, bowling green, I mean, not that they've that perennial or whatever, but they've been bowling, you know, well, pun intended. They've been bowling, you know, you couldn't. I, semi-consistently over the past 20 years, you know, once every four or five years or what have you. New Mexico State was in a bowl game in 2017, hadn't been in one since 1960 prior to that. And in the four years since 2017, the four years before this season, they won a combined seven games, okay? Combined seven games. Their coach, Doug Martin, was canned. He decided not to shake the seniors' hands on senior day, so... Uh, pissed off everybody. So Mario Bocho, the AD, calls Jerry Kill. Jerry Kill used to coach at Minnesota. Jerry Kill has um, has had some health issues in the past, literally almost died on the field at Minnesota back uh, about a decade ago, maybe a little more, as they were playing New Mexico State. Go figure that. Okay, mm-hmm. But he's he's now at State, all right? So after NMSU lose to FIU, something clicked. They played UNM, the school I currently work at. And they beat UNM 21 to 9. And I have some friends who went. I didn't go to the game. There's some friends who went. They're like, dude, the score was not even that close. I mean, it was it was ugly. It was really ugly. Okay. So that was the beginning of their five and one end to the season. So they went from shit to really hot, really fast. Okay. Now keep in mind, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the season, they 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 beat Lamar. So Lamar's an FCS team. Well, they beat an FCS team. You know who else plays FCS teams every year? Alabama. Alabama. Why? Why? You know what I mean? So they don't have a reason to. You know, uh, they they don't have a reason to. Fuck, man. So let's not blame New Mexico State if they're trying to get a win. I mean, Alabama doesn't need to play an FCS team to get a win. All right. But then NMSU also played another FCS team. Valparaiso. Valpo. They beat them 65 to three. And people were, were like, oh, well, they played two FCS teams. They shouldn't have got in. Hold your horses, everybody. Hold your horses. Hold on. Hold on a second. After 11 games, NMSU was at five and six. Okay. They had a game postponed in the middle of the season. I, I, we talked about this, I believe, here briefly. San Jose State, it was supposed to travel to Mexico State. And San Jose State tragically had a player get killed in a motor vehicle accident the day before they were going to travel. So they postponed and then canceled the game. So at five and six, NMSU told the NCAA, hey, 
put in a waiver and said, look, percentage-wise, we're better than five and seven teams because five and six is a better percentage than five and seven. Um, and we didn't have a choice as to not play a 12th game. They were trying to schedule a 12th game. No FBS teams wanted to play them. So the NCAA granted their waiver before New Mexico State finalized that game with Valparaiso. So NMSU could have easily said, you know, Valparaiso, no, thank you. We're good because they had a lot to lose. If they lose that game to Valpo, the last game of the season, they're not getting invited anymore. I guarantee no. that. People are no like, way. fuck that. You know, they had they had a lot to lose. But instead, they went in and beat the shit out of them. Now you think, oh, it's Valpo. They had just beat the living crap out of Liberty, who was, I mean, at, up to that point was excellent. And then just they they fell apart the last two or three games of the season. And of course, Hugh Freeze, the rumors of him going to Auburn didn't help because none of the players were able to concentrate. But NMSU went to Liberty as 26-point underdogs, and they won 49-14. to um, So over the last five games, NMSU, the only loss was an SEC team, Missouri. All right. Um, so six and six. That, that's I don't think that's a bad six and six. They're they're peaking. They're they're, they're peaking. Okay. I, I do want to make one more point about them, then I'll then I'll shut up my little rant here. But I, I found it interesting. Um, New Mexico State's quarterback, Diego Pavia. All right. Last year, so as a matter of fact, last night or two nights ago, I actually watched this this year's uh, National Junior College Athletic Association National Championship. And they mentioned this last uh, uh, during that game. NIMI, New Mexico Military Institute, won it last year. Diego Pavia was NIMI's quarterback. Okay? Mm. And so New Mexico State went after him hard. UNM did not. He's from Albuquerque. But he's like 5'10". So UNM's like, oh, no, we, we need a guy who looks the part. Shit, man. You know, go, go ahead. You know, go ahead and bring him Brock Heward. You know what I mean? Do what you want. I right? figure he just wanted to get out. What's that? I figure he just wanted to get out. Well, from from Albuquerque, who the fuck wouldn't want to get out of Albuquerque? Everyone, piece of shit. So, um, <laughs> either way. So, thanks, and, guys. I love my alma mater too. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> either way. So apparently, and I okay. When you do the Heisman voting, they only show you the top ten. Okay, they, they don't go past that. But apparently, Diego Pavia got a couple of Heisman votes. No I shit. I don't know how. He well, because he, I mean, he he played the first game and got benched at the half. Really didn't play much, much more in the first half of the season. The second half of the season, he came on strong. His worst QBR in the second half of the season was against Missouri, 42.1. Everything else was. 99.9, 9, 97.8, 85.8, 84.3. So he was way up there. But his 42.1 second half would have been his top Q QBR in the first half of the season. So hmm. he came on really, really strong. And he's the first Aggie to get Heisman votes. Hmm. I, I don't know how many he got. I tried to look it up, and they only give you the top 10 vote getters. So I'm like, shit, I'd like to know if he got a vote, too. You know, who, who was the guy who voted for him? The guy, you know, the, the one guy who moved to Las Cruces from Florida a couple of years ago. And they they forgot to say, oh, you can't vote because you're in a shitty football town. I don't know, I don't know, but he got he got a Heisman vote or two or three. Cool. I don't again, I don't know how many he got, um, but he, he did come on strong pretty late. Um, so it, it was it was it's pretty cool to see that. Bowling Green averages 24 points a game. They give up 33, and MSU averages 26, gives up 24, giving New Mexico State 37-24. Hmm. Ooh, still winning decisively. Uh, and I assume that there's no civil war that breaks out afterwards. No secession from the Union. 
No, if, if anything, they're all trying to secede from Detroit right after the game. They're trying to get the fuck on out of there as fast as they can. You know, the Buffalo I mean, they, Bills love it there. I don't know about anyone else in America, but the Buffalo Bills are huge fans of that city. I think they've won more games in Detroit this year than Detroit has. Like Detroit has yeah, there. yeah, probably. probably. And, and Detroit could potentially make the playoffs too still. so Playoffs? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's weird. What a weird season for football. Uh, so the picks there for uh, Bowling Green, uh, Dragon Wrangler and myself chose Bowling Green. Sorry, Zoe. Um Good. NMSU, we got Big Zoe, obviously McChesney and J. Edgar Cade Wilemon choosing them. So, very good. Um, I'm going to be a little bit quicker. Um, and I you could tell. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Just my uh, analysis is pretty succinct because I'm going to go one direction and then choose another. But um, uh, we obviously all um, looked at all of the bowl games and put on our how can we not be biased hats obviously oh yeah, oh, yeah. big time all oh, right no. yeah so you know i i just threw a dart at a map man and just somehow magically landed on the gator bowl which is between uh notre dame and uh the university of south carolina i don't know how it happened I, it's, oh I, what? oh god i like beer you don't have any vested interest in south carolina i mean what what <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. So, Notre Dame, USC playing in the Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Um, I, I assume that nobody is going to head over to Mangoes after our assessment in Kissimmee, so that's good. And everybody um, in Notre Dame's probably wearing a blazer to begin with, so they could probably go. I mean, South Carolina, I'm sure their overalls one shoe on. but mm-hmm. Hey, but they're it's not a flip-flop. It's true. It's half the team. They're probably halfway good to go. Half the team can get in, baby. They'll just switch out shoes in the middle of the night. Like, yeah, I'm hammered. You're good. All right. All right. It'll be good. Anyways, um, before those post-game activities, December 30th down in Jacksonville, um, the analysis here is both defenses are atrocious. Just awful. Like, it's like watching a Saw movie, if you like defense, (laughs) for both of them, okay? USC's biggest issue is uh, run defense. Like, they're almost dead last in run defense, um, giving up close to 200 rush yards a game. All right, so two football fields. Can we just real quickly point out the fact that Spencer Rattler is somehow not their biggest issue this year? Yeah, what the fuck, right? I, yeah, we're gonna move on from that. Um, I'm still not eating that shitty rag chicken either, though. You didn't win the SEC, and that was the deal there, Spencey. Anyways, yeah. I'm not, I'm any- not, I, I don't like that. I think that Notre Dame is, once again, that is one of their strengths is the run game, so that's not a great matchup. Um, both teams beat Clemens, so I'm happy. You know, Dabo's over here like, well, maybe one day I'm going to retire because i got to pay these players, but, you know, I'm not going to do that because I'm fucking liar. Anyways, I think that's what he says to himself when he looks at his broken rock and sees his reflection in it um, at uh, Clemens University Stadium. Uh, which Clemens fans broke, by the way, too. Just I, I like to remind people of things. I'm like an elephant. 
Anyways, most of the talking heads have Notre Dame winning this one by three just because Notre Dame's defense is going to make it their mission to make Spencer Rattler look like a legitimate quarterback, which, um, I mean, hey, he's had a, an okay year, all right? You beat Tennessee, all right, that's a big deal. Arguably the reason that they're not in the college football playoff or a New Year's Six Bowl, South Carolina, hey, that's pretty damn good, especially beating the pants off of them. Anyways, in, in a non-sexual manner, on paper, Notre Dame looks slightly better, but I go with my heart. Miles and miles of heart. 36-35, the University of South Carolina fighting Gamecocks. So are you going with your heart, like the, the way you're going with Morocco with your heart? Miles, miles of heart? Uh, yeah, it, it's very similar very very similar so yeah that's what i'm talking about right there bro yeah so we got the morocco furries facing off against the croatia soviets tomorrow the 10 at uh, 10 a.m eastern uh for the third place game it's gonna be great there's gonna be people in bear suits dancing all over that soccer pitch after morocco beats the shit out of them soviet asses it's gonna be what, great uh what picks do we have for the uh gator bowl there bud <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'll go ahead and read them so um the real usc uh we got big zoe we got dragon wrangler we got mcchesney we got j edgar Cade weilamon and we got uh myself and then for notre dame anytime that nobody picks them i just put lol and so that's what's in there <laughs> so l o l n Indeed. And with that, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, the gang runs through a Giuseppe Stromboli redo of the week. Uh, in this week, uh, aliens. Aliens. You're listening to Plaster Negotiations. Stay tuned. The gang needs a refill. But when we come back, we'll get into our Giuseppe Stromboli redo of the week. You're listening to Plaster Negotiations. Follow us on the social medias at PlasterPod, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Plaster Negotiations, and this just in, New Mexico State is playing for the national title game? Oh, wait, no. No, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right, but I think something else might be coming up right now. Big Zoe, what do you got for us? Yeah, yeah, hold on. Let me me check in. And now... It's time! In honor of the phenomenal rebranding of a famous magic story out of the UK, turned Italian-American, bang noodle wielding, and probably from New Jersey Wizard, our next segment is the Giuseppe Stromboli Redo of the Week. Yeah. The premise is simple. I give a scenario to the panel that happened in recent memory. The panel determines how they would change the execution of the scenario itself just saying don't do whatever the scenario is is an immediate loss inarguably the biggest events in southern new mexico and particularly roswell they're going to this upcoming year 2023 because you know we're all filling out our event calendars they're going to be hosting a couple of ufo festivals so you know mark them down show up and, you know, stop by the UFO Watchtower in uh, the San Luis Valley in Colorado beforehand. You know, flying to Denver. It's a bit of a drive, but it's worth it. You know, go and see some real UFOs and some Blackhawks and all that kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Anyways, um, 
the one of the events in particular brings in an estimated 40,000 people the UFO Expo last year was held in Florida oh and no uh pessimists down there you know every they're just like, oh, what is this? Aliens don't exist. Ha, ha, ha. I'm sure this will be we, fun. Uh, can we do a little fact checking here and find out if flip flops were allowed at the UFO Expo? Uh, we'll give them a call. We'll get back to you on that. Um, that. Let's come back to that tablet for now. Uh, oh wait, I just found it. Uh, only if you're wearing socks. <laughs> only if you're wearing. What socks. is Florida? That makes sense. Yeah. I That's would. I, I would fit in right there, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm a socks and sandals dude. Socks and sandals, socks and sandals, socks and sandals, socks and sandals. All right. Anyway, so the UFO Expo in Florida last year, it had an estimated economic impact of over $2 million. So alien hunters like to spend them dollar dollar bills. But, you know, at the end of the day, the festival was missing something. Actual aliens. All right. So Big Zoe being the... New Mexico true native that you are, you need to bring these here aliens right on down to Roswell now. We need people spending that money to get here. So, how are you going to get word to the extraterrestrials to come to this three-day festival in Roswell, which, by the way, if you're interested, is slated for March 10th through 12th, 2023. Um. Just for the record, I probably will not be there. So if you want to meet Big Zoe, do not go to Roswell in those days. Anyways, how am I going to get them there? Well, y'all heard of E.T. Everyone's heard of E.T. What was E.T.'s biggest thing? Phone home, right? Phone home. Now, it was long distance back then. We have cell phones now. We can probably just make the call like nothing. But I'm going to start by finding E.T. All right? I'm going to... I'm going to locate him somehow i mean we have google you can probably find where he's at these days right so i call him hey man phone home what what you want i want you to come come to earth what going on oh we're you're having this ufo festival at roswell Our home yes home come on come on over et right now You'll, you'll bring his friends with him, right? You know, and they're going to fit right in. Everyone's going to be dressed as an alien. You know, about stupid, you know, crazy people dressing like that. So nobody's going to know any better. But there is that one thing of, if he doesn't have a ride, okay, if he's out there like, I know, right, how do you get him here? Well, I will somehow get word to Elon Musk <laughs> that my buddies from outer space need a ride to Earth. Now, Musk being eccentric and... You know, he's kind of out there. He willingly agrees, okay, not only to send for them, but he will actually pilot one of his SpaceX aircraft to go get them. Now, he's going to bring them back. And even though my alien friends, like I said, can fit right in because everyone's going to look like aliens, Elon is going to brag about them, telling telling them, these are real aliens. And he's going to actually make them celebrities. And this is when the three-day festival turns into an alien takeover and Elon Musk becomes their leader and that's the end of the story all those alien monies there that was so oh jarringly shocking um well i hope that the spacex rocket that they come in on uh unlike about let's just call it 85 percent of elon musk's other rockets doesn't just simultaneously explode when it tries to land but uh (laughs) <laughs> that too, right? 
Yeah. 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 So he's got to send up a hundred rockets. He'll have a an army of fifteen. But you know, if they got the advanced technology, you never know. Yeah, it could go sideways. Dragon Wrangler, how are you getting the ETs to this festival? Actually, driving the other day off topic here, but on topic, driving in the mountains to go snowboarding. There was a big billboard and it had a picture of like the moon landing, like the foot, like the footprint. And it was like, this happened. I'm like, why are we putting up fucking billboards now to convince the fucking hippies that the moon landing actually happened? <laughs> we really need to do that at this point? Neither here nor there. So, <laughs> as per usual, I have two very different options, both of which would work and both of which are very incredible. So, option number one. Anytime you look at uh, aliens in any of the movies that depict them or any of the shows that depict them, they're green. They're great. Basically, where I'm going is they don't look like Stokes or myself, right? So often because of that, usually not for this scenario to work, they can't look like Stokes or myself. So I'm going to stay with that for a second. Scenario Scenario number one, how do you get an alien that's presumably not white to come to Roswell, New Mexico? Just tell them the Kardashians are going to be there. And then not only will they be there, but they'll be stuck there because the fucking Kardashian curse will hit them. Their fucking spaceship will probably blow up. They'll be stuck in Roswell, New Mexico with a fucking half Kardashian baby for the rest of their life. So have fun with that plan. Plan number one. Now, plan number two. Uh, what do aliens typically leave? Crop signals, right? Like, you know, and crop signals are cool and all. Like, you know, they're just basically like giant circles, though probably not the best way to communicate with an alien so you got to make it worth their time so we're going to go ahead and do these fucking crop circles but instead of them being like circles and shit they're gonna be cool stuff it's gonna be like a crop marijuana leaf <laughs> or like a giant crop dick. like a giant crop dick like, and a marijuana leaf <laughs> <laughs> tell me if you're an alien you wouldn't be intrigued by that or maybe That's it's just hilarious. gonna be like a giant a giant crop like pbr can Either way, whatever the case might be, all three of them, whatever the case might be, whatever the case might be, it's going to get aliens there because they're going to be intrigued. They're going to be like, whoa, these bros like to party. Now it's worth my time to go across the universe. So that's how you do it. E.T. get crunk. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, let's go. So we got the crop circles and the Cardassians. That's very good. I'm glad you guys didn't steal my spur of the moment one. Um, So I'm going to call up, um, not my boy, uh, but I'm going to call up uh, Justin Bieber. Okay. Justin Bieber, it was uh, suspected back in the early 2010s uh, that he was one of the alien variant races, uh, the lizard people. Um, and so, you know, from all of these very factual reports that, um, you know, he blinks sideways and such, uh, obviously, He's got the connections, baby. So you say, hey, yo, Justin, you need to enhance this, um, you know, want to be cool kid look and get all of the, you know, uh, early Gen Zers to a concert down here in Roswell. And he'll be like, yeah, bro. The thing is, I bet that ETs like them tunes, too. So you just blast that shit. You send out like one of those like time capsule things with a speaker on it. And it's just old, like Justin Bieber stuff. They'll figure it out. You send an invitation to, they're going to show up. Then all of a sudden you got lizard people running all over the place. You got the grays fighting the lizard people. Uh, It's just going to be mayhem, man. It's gonna be. That's the shit right there, bro. 
I think we combine these plans, we might actually get an alien down there. And no one will know. Actually, we will know because the only person dressed like an alien who will not be wearing socks and sandals is the alien. Basically, what you're saying is the first spots we're going to pick up for plaster is going to be the UFXPO. And next thing you know, that's where we're making our bank from. UFXPO on March 10th. I'm actually due out in Arizona for spring training, but not as a player, obviously, but as a fan. But hey, you know, I can make a side pit or a side stop. Just let us know, baby. Too bad, man. I have anything else going on that day. Zoe's there too, even though he said he wasn't. He's already picked out his socks and flip flop, not even sandal. He's going totally rogue. Yo, folks, but we'll cut you a deal. None of the three of us will be there, but you can have McChesney and you can talk to him as much as you want about how Bailey Zappi's the greatest quarterback in the history of football. <laughs> what if Bailey Zappi is an extraterrestrial? I mean, he's outplaying Mac Jones right now. It's definitely possible. Well, that would make Mac Jones the extraterrestrial. <laughs> not knowing how to play football it's like Debatable. dude you in, you, in, you in Alabama and you don't know how to play football but I guess that would just make him the second coming of Trent Richardson so yeah. <laughs> yeah when you're surrounded by that much talent whereas Zappy was surrounded by nobody you know yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Put, put 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 Zappy in, El- in, in Alabama and maybe he wins national championships oh Heisman oh. Heisman. If Tua could do it, so could Zappy. <laughs> forget AJ McCarron, bro. Let's not or Greg McElroy. Let's not forget those guys. AJ so. McCarron with his sick chest tattoo now. Don't forget about that. Any reviewers <laughs> at home that never looked up AJ McCarron's tattoo, please have 12 beers and do it. You'll have a great time. I think I'd rather you think not- we're not getting into mangoes or flip-flops. He's not getting into anywhere with that fucking thing. I think I think I'd prefer not to look at his tattoo then, just what it sounds like. Yeah, accurate. Okay, just wanted to make sure that it got that right. I mean, maybe you know we could get AJ McCarron to do the crop circles of the weed leaf, uh, the beer, and the dick. <laughs> I, oh Lord. I don't think he has anything else going on in life right now. Why not? The guy looks like he loves PBR, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, just, just tell him we'll, we'll buy him a case of PBR. Just just one case. It's a $10 investment. We could get A.J. McCarron down at the uh, UFO Expo in Roswell, New Mexico. He was before the NLI. I have a feeling like if the NLI existed, he would have been like the spokesperson for PBR and probably Bush. <laughs> Natty Light, bro. Natty Light. Yeah. Or, or what aren't they like natty seltzers now he, he, yeah. he currently he'd be the sponsor for like natty seltzers so and the the official spokesperson for keystones would have been gardner Minshew. <laughs> oh yeah 100 oh, yes. that is there's a marketing time. match in heaven man there's still time gardner Minshew is the real life uncle rico and he's living the dream he's he you know he's he's I don't know if he's found a soulmate, but coach put him in and they probably won state. And, you know, and, and so, yeah, so yeah, he, he is the, he is the living embodiment of uncle Rico. So 
I mean, when the dude doesn't take a shit for a month because he ain't number two, come on, man. That's dedication. (laughs) (laughs) That's dedication right there. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Love us some Gardner Minshew here on Plaster Negotiations. One other thing we love on this show, the Alex Moran Player of the Week. When we come back after the break, we'll give our nominations for the Alex Moran Player of the Week this week. You're listening to Plaster Negotiations. Stay tuned. One more break to go, but when we come back, the gang runs through their Alex Moran Player of the Week nominations. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned for more Plaster Negotiations. Welcome back to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. Each week, we ask our panelists to find what we call the Alex Buran Player of the Week. Criteria simple. We're looking for an individual who wants to live their best life, the true backup life. All the glory, none of the work. Big Zoe, who is your nomination for the Alex Moran Player of the Week? All right, I got Geo Reyna from the U.S. national team. Geo Reyna. All right, so Geo Reyna, and we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday on Big Zoe and Cabo with, 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 with Badass Stokesy. Geo Reyna did not play a whole lot this, this, world, this world Cup. Right? He is arguably one of our more talented players, perhaps – Top three, him, Pulisic, and Weston McKinney. But they didn't play him much. Eric Winalda, a former star for, for a U.S. men's national team, late 90s, early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken, came out on a podcast or something and said, you know, there's internal strife going on there. And, oh, no, 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 nothing's going on. No, no, no blah, 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 blah. Well, turns out there was. Turns out um, Greg Berhalter told you, you know what, yeah, you're not going to start, but you, you, we're going to need you. And Gio threw a fucking hissy fit. He threw a fit. Like a, what, what, what do we say? He was still a 20-year-old? Like a 20-year-old would. He threw a fit. He got mad, blah, blah, blah. Started practicing lazily. Started getting out of shape a little bit prior prior to the, you know, to the point where the coach Berhalter didn't have to go tell him anything. The veterans on the team had to sit down with him and were like, Quit your shit. Do you understand this is an opportunity of a lifetime and you get to do it like three or four more times after this year? You're 20. You will play in three or four more World Cups. Learn, slow down, learn your fucking role. Gio Reyna, you know, this this came out after the Cup just this past week, I believe it was, maybe last weekend. You know, they had to put him in his place. He was put in his place. Apparently settled down a little bit. And, you know, Okay, I get it. I know my role. He played his role. Um, now, granted, U.S. men actually didn't didn't advance past the, the knockout past the round of sixteen, but that's not here or there. It's Gio Reyna, who was upon hearing that he wasn't going to start, wanted all of the glory and none of the work. He wanted to sit back and do nothing. That fuck you, I'm not going to start. Then I'll sit back and do nothing. It, I mean, Verhalter left out some really talented players to put him in, and then he decided to just take a shit on Verhalter's decision. Uh, we talked about it yesterday as well. Berhalter is really good friends with Gio's dad, Claudio Reyna. They played together back in the day. So Gio, Gio has known Berhalter his whole life. And to disrespect one of your dad's best friends, if not his best friend, um, like that, uncalled for. I hope he grows up. You know, we talked about it yesterday. You, you don't know. People are going to go one way or the other. They're either going to they're going to play the role of Caleb grew up and then just be bitches the rest of their lives, or he's going to grow up. I hope he grows up because he's talented enough to be 
you know, and, and, and this isn't a high bar, but to be one of the U.S. all-time greats, um, but he's also so immature that he could fall apart and not even make the team the next go-round. But Gio yeah. Reyna, for your antics and wanting to slack off and not do shit after you were told you weren't going to start, you are my Alex Moran player of not just the week, the World Cup. Mm. Mm. But well learned too, you know, especially when you're coming up in a generation with Mbappe, like, come on, there is a goal right there. Try and beat that guy. But no, you just decide I can't even start for a number 16 ranked United States team. That's young. Like, yep. come on. Yep. Come on. All right, Dragon Wrangler, who you got for your Alex Moran player of the week? So I have three, but I'm going to narrow it down to two here because three is excessive. So one is the city of New York. Um, not a big fan of that city in general. It's kind of a shithole. Thank but you. Thank recently, you. Just being honest here, guys, you know, shooting from the hip. So recently, the New York City mayor's office posted a job listing, which isn't too uncommon. The issue is this particular job is fairly uncommon. For a citywide director of ro- of rodent mitigation, or as a city yes. hall spokesperson dubbed it, the a rat czar. The rat czar, yes. Now, duties of this uh, rat czar are to develop strategies, manage product projects, and lead teams against the city's rodents. Mm-hmm. And it pays between one hundred and twenty and one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year. Now. Mm-hmm. I think back to some Stosi and I have talked about for a long time now, the Great Emu War. The Great yes. Emu War happened in Australia where there was too many emos, emus. And basically the Australian military is like, yeah, we got to go fuck up some emus. And they just went on a killing spree and killed a whole bunch of emus. So basically the rat czar is going to be the general of uh, the fucking rat war of 2023. So, Either that or we're going to get a new plague. One of the two. <laughs> Good job, New York City. You're really uh, crushing it here, doing things the right way. Now, my other and probably more relevant uh, Alex Moran Player of the Week this week is a multitude of people, but basically I'm going to sum it down to Trump fans. And I'm not trying to get political here by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, I'm not what trying to say Biden's is. right, not trying to say it's wrong, not trying to say the same thing about Trump. Truthfully, I wish I was a Trump supporter because I have no amount of confidence on anything in my life that anybody who supports Trump has on the most trivial things. <laughs> not here nor there. Just trying to say, don't fucking put misspelled death threats on my door. I'm kind of backing you a little bit. Anyway... <laughs> So, long story short, researchers recently found out that in the previous presidential election, obviously we know there's a lot of Russian trolls, right? Not a big surprise there. What is surprising is that they found out the Russian trolls use Kid Rock fan pages to troll MAGA supporters. Yep. Now. Fake ones. It's. It's estimated that approximately 33,000 unique followers are trolled. But I'm going to take it to another level here. Uh, Kid Rock, it turns out, is actually a fan of or a friend of Donald Trump's son. Donald Trump Jr. didn't know that. I guess it kind of makes sense. Uh, but long story short, one of the trolls, Kid Rock official, all spelled right. So right there, you know it's clearly not an official fan page. Uh, Kid Rock official created a fake Kid Rock fan account. It got a repost from Donald Trump Jr. And then he went ahead and tweeted out to his more than or uh, shared it with his more than 6 million Instagram followers. So long story short, my Alex Moran player of the week 
is MAGA fans, not because I don't support your cause in a really weird and kind of roundabout way. I appreciate your confidence. I appreciate the fact that even if you don't know how grammar works, you can still think you're right in every scenario. That's fine. I appreciate the fact that of all the things that get you fucking trolled, it wasn't even just a Kid Rock page, but a Kid Rock fan page. Good job. Ouch. Yeah. 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 There was a bunch from Russia that were just bots. Oh, lovely. Lovely. All right. My Alex Moran player of the week uh, comes by way of uh, the glorious city of Phoenix, Arizona, home to Little Miss Barbecue. Uh, this week, I don't have a name for this guy, um, but I'm just going to name uh, the reason that this guy got pulled over uh, the inflatable Grinch is my Alex Moran player of the week. Uh, so uh, this, some random individual uh, decided to inflate a Grinch and put him in the passenger seat, buckle him up and everything, and uh, decided to take the high occupant uh, vehicle lane on wow. the interstate and thought, oh yeah, I'll just get away with this one. And then the Phoenix police are like, oh my God, you have been out in the sun too long, like many of our citizens. Uh, we're going to take a photo and blur out your face and then take you to jail. So inflatable Grinch getting to ride in the high occupancy vehicle lane while not even being a sentient being. My nomination for the Alex Moran Player of the Week. That would have been a great Giuseppe too. It, you know... A lot of times I get my Alex Moran players of the week from not the best um, Giuseppe's. And this, this week, I, we've been on animals for so long. And, well, I guess we haven't done inflatables, but, you know, maybe next week we can. Next week we do an inflatable animal problem solved. <laughs> Actually, animals. You know, there's something just wrong with those two words together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just flamingos everywhere. <laughs> don't say there's never been a night that you've just been listening to some smooth smooth kid rock thinking man if i can only blow that sheep up smooth kid <laughs> rock huh and remember kids even I, though it, it's it's half a year away but it's never too early to remind folks on july 3rd you have to leave a carton of marlboros and like an old English fucking 40 next to your grill for Kid Rock. And he'll bring you a giant fireworks set for 4th of <laughs> July. So it's like a $30 investment and you get $150 in return and you could potentially blow your hand off. All right. Like what, what, what's the hate here? Ask Jason Pierre Paul how that feels. He's a millionaire. Not for that reason, of course. With, with missing fingers, but yeah. We also don't support kids playing with fireworks on this show. I'm yeah. just trying to be JPP, funny. Do you think JPP's fandom of Kid Rock started before the fireworks, or do you think it picked up once he lost his fingers? I think it happened during. Like, sure. after he lit the match, he probably saw a ghost. And, you know, like, Kid Rock, you know, that uh, photo of him where he's at the beach in those black shorts and he's got that, that beer belly and he's just like walking like a fucking robot. That appeared to Jason Pierre-Paul. He's like, hey, JPP, hey, you know, I'm from Detroit. You know where Detroit is? And Jason Pierre-Paul's like, and then just the hand gone. It was it was the ghost of the, the ghost the, of the Indian story there. past. <laughs> the whole story there just got me thinking, what if you had a Christmas carol, but Kid Rock was all three of the ghosts, and all three ghosts, <laughs> they come in, they're like, 
hey man i'm gonna show you your life and jpp's like uh show me kid rock where do you want to go and he goes hey fuck you ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live fuck you and then just like goes away and you like see the fucking smoke out of the cigarettes coming out as he walks away dude that 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 could have been joe dirt three <laughs> that could have been the whole plot and then, and then you hear that shitty uh, Sweet Home Alabama remake in the distance <laughs> while the hand is in pieces, just saying Sweet Home Alabama all summer long. Oh, yeah. I just imagine it's like all the ghosts have nothing to do with the guy's past, present, and future, but it's just like past, present, and future Kid Rock. So it's like Kid Rock is a child and he's still got like a Marlboro coming out of his mouth. And he's got like a plate of like, fried chicken in front of him with like a fucking handcuff on one hand. And then there's like the ghost of like future and Kid Rock's just the president hanging out with Donald Trump. And every time Vice he president has a bucket Trump, of KFC. Kid Rock in the fucking, it's not even going to be the White House anymore. He's going to move it to fucking uh, Detroit. It's going to be the white trailer. <laughs> A white double wide, baby. Is, is, is that going to be next to Eminem on Eight Mile? <laughs> Mom spaghetti. They call this Seven Mile, and it's just the number nine, but nobody wants to correct them. <laughs> Jason comes up and he's like, "I'll correct him." Oh wait, I, I don't have the fingers for it. <laughs> <laughs> he said Pierre Paul we love you bro just giving you shit he <laughs> went to South Florida we all know he can't count that high <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man oh Jesus well with that before we get ourselves into any more trouble we thank you for joining us for this week's rendition of plaster negotiations and again nothing we said was legally binding 21 means 21 designated driver and above all else god damn it be good people it's festivus season or you know for all of you other folks who celebrate one of those other holidays you know it's the holidays be good be awesome don't suck for once Actually, that's kind of the M.O. for a lot of religions. So, you know, follow that. Um, don't suck for once. Uh, on behalf of Big Zoe, the Dragon Wrangler himself, Jeremy Phelps, I've been Mike Stotes. Follow us on Plastered Pod on the social medias. And we'll see you next week for my favorite holiday. And it involves a pipe. We appreciate you tuning in for this week's rendition of Plaster Negotiations. And again, nothing that was said was legally binding. We look forward to seeing you all again next week. Follow us on the social medias and we'll talk to you soon.